Yo, 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 good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever y'all at in the world right now, y'all already know what y'all tuned into, ladies and gentlemen, this is a Camper Chronicle production, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I am your host, D. Wood, how we doing on this Thursday, hope y'all feeling good, because your boy is feeling pretty solid, man, um, it was a wild, uh, <laughs> Couple days, man. Couple things have shooken up. We had some coaches sign. Um, you know, it's been some. It's been some interesting things that have gone on. But we'll we'll start. We'll start with some college football. Y'all know me. College football is no, is close. Spring games in play. Uh, we getting ready for the game. They're starting to release uh, the first three games of a lot of team schedules. So we know we got Collar Dion versus Nebraska. We got things of that nature. Um, coming up down the early window. Uh, but just a, a thing that I want to try to go look up, bruh, LSU, the university, Louisiana State University, LSU, the Tigers, bruh, they got fans in their helmets now, bro. Um, I don't know how long they'll work. You know, I feel like you get hit hard enough. That fan gonna cut off, but they got real life AC inside the helmet. Uh, it was crazy to see. Uh, if y'all get a chance to go look that up. Yeah, that was that's mainly the technology is crazy right now in the world. Um, and speaking of LSU, we'll stay in the SEC with that. Uh, the SEC is exploring a, a, a nine conference uh, scheduling to where they basically just add another game because the SEC has so many teams and uh, they don't all get to play each other. You know, some teams don't play each other every year. So they're working on just adding another SEC game just to get more competitive football. Um, the conference is considering a one year eight game model. As a placeholder for a potential nine-game schedule to start in 2025, so uh, it's just some things. Just more football. That's it. More football. More college football as well. So that's it. More exposure. More money for the for the schools. Now players getting nil nil deals and things like that. So you know, just more money to go around and, and things of that nature, which is also going to be dope. And um, one more thing, college football. They're uh, adding a new bowl game. We're not adding a new bowl game. They're swapping one out for another one. They're swapping out the Cheez-It Bowl. Um, and it's officially been renamed to the Pop-Tart Bowl. Um, I think we like Pop-Tarts more than Cheez-Its. I guess I do. I like Cheez-Its too, though. No knock on Cheez-Its. But I think I prefer a Pop-Tart over a Cheez-It. Uh, so they renaming it. And it'll be the ACC versus the Big 12. Which will be pretty dope. Uh, I think that'll be that'll be pretty dope. And then uh, speaking of, <laughs> see how it just all rolls together? The Big 12, Colorado is in talks with the Big 12 and trying to go back and uh, rejoining their former league uh, and leaving the Pac-12 because obviously the Pac-12 is going back to the Pac-10 because SC and uh, UCLA are both going to the Big 10. They're going to the Big Ten now with Ohio State and Michigan and Northwestern and those guys. So the Pac-12 is losing as well. And, then you know, the Big Ten just gained Cincinnati and Houston and teams like that. So, you know, you're trying to get back over there where it's going to be better competition. Helps your recruiting out. Um, Yeah, so I definitely think it will be a good look for uh, Colorado, Coach Prime and everything. Uh, They made over 300 k off of the spring game alone. So, you know, Coach Prime is going to bring that revenue in. He gonna bring a fan base, but I definitely think um, they getting getting back into the Big Twelve that'll help, especially with Texas leaving and Oklahoma about to leave for the SEC as well. You got these teams jumping, you get a chance to jump in there now. You you damn near the big dog over there just off name alone. You know you still got Texas Tech, 
And, and you know, you still got those solid teams like that who's going to still be in there and still be competitive and things of that nature. But I definitely think uh, with, with, with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, it's it's open. It's open for um, a team to take over and be the top dogs in the Big 12 and start to ring in all those recruits. So it, it shall be fun to watch. It, it shall definitely be uh, something to watch for. Those are my few little newses and notes I got on uh, college. Again, it's slowly coming back. I'm excited. Y'all know I love me some college football. Um, so I definitely will be tuned into that as soon as it tips off. Um, but we're going to switch it up. We're going to go to the NFL. Um, Brock Purdy, you know we're going to start tonight to talk. They got the, they got the, all the juice going into the offseason. They got the hot topic. Obviously, we got a little bit of, you feel me, with Levis. But... The, the Purdy and, and Trey Lance situation, Purdy is officially uh, throwing, and he's impressing, even though he can only throw uh, lofty passes, no zips, everything is, is touch passes, but he's been impressing, incredibly encouraged by his throwing session, he's hitting all the marks, that is what John Lynch uh, said to a reporter uh, after they asked him a question about how the tr- throwing session was going. Um, this is my thing also as well. If the throwing session was going bad, he wouldn't have been like, man, it was terrible, man. He, he couldn't really get his arm up, raised it. So, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. It's, it's no, it's, you know, it's nothing. We just know he's throwing the football again. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's all on Trey Lance. He's the one who controls uh, his destiny, his future, uh, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, and, uh, from quarterbacks trying to build a career, to a quarterback who didn't already made his career and is set in stone, and that's Brady. And Brady is officially part owner of the Raiders and the Las Vegas Aces as well. Obviously, speculation that he could potentially still be an owner and play quarterback for the Raiders, but he already came out and, and shut down the narrative and said he's not playing. He's not uh, unretiring. He's he feels like he is done. And again, uh, he had he said that on a, uh, in a Sports Illustrated uh, interview he had a couple of days ago. So he's definitely, so far, he feels like he's he's done with the game. He's officially, you know, done. He don't need it no more. The game, the game doesn't need him. Not like in a bad way, but the game doesn't need him. He don't need the game. He gave us everything we gave, and in the game gave it back. And uh, you know, seven-time champion, and you know, the goat quarterback, and down there the goat player. You can't you can't knock it, man. If he if he fiercely ready to be a full time dad, man, let that man dad it up. Leave Brady alone. Let that man live. Let him live. Enjoy your enjoy your retirement life. Seeing you out there on the beach with your gang. Enjoy yourself, Brady. Go 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 go. Enjoy your life. You were a football player twenty four seven for the twenty plus years you was in the league, man. Let your hair down now, man. You are doing interviews. You are talking. It's gonna be fun to see uh, a retirement Brady. If Bugs Brady was fun, wait till we see retirement Brady. So enjoy yourself, Brady. We ain't tripping, man. You ain't got to come back, dog. There's nothing. Nothing left to prove anyway, for real. You did everything you needed to do. Um, from one quarterback with nothing to prove to another. See how the rotations has just been getting better. I've been getting better at my segment swapping. I'll be practicing, y'all. I'm trying to be better for y'all. But uh, again, from one quarterback to another, we're going to go to A-Rod. And uh, he came out and said that uh, his agent... His, his agent told the Packers that he wanted Brian Gutekunst fired or he wanted to be traded. Obviously, he was traded. They didn't fire Gutekunst. But I think he knew that that was his way out because he knew they weren't firing Gutekunst regardless. So he definitely knew what he was doing to get out. But again, he said he wanted out anyway. So, you know, it is what it is. We're definitely happy he got out. But again, the pressure is on. 
Uh, Brady goes and wins one for the Bucks. Stafford goes and wins one for the Rams. So obviously the whole state of New York, well, all the Jets fans are staring at you like, you next? But then you also got the Russell Wilson who it fell extremely short. So you're trying to figure out where does A-Rod land in this uh, quarterback, superstar quarterback trading uh, debacle? Where do you fall? Do you fall on the Brady ladder or do you fall on the Wilson ladder? We're going to find out soon enough. We got about 98 days left to kick off. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Um, and just to stay on the Jets, they already came out and said they are unlikely to pursue D-Hop. They like the receivers they added in the offseason. Obviously, adding three receivers, Alan Lazar, uh, Randall Cobb, and Miko Hartman of the Chiefs to already pair with Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson. And uh, the two tight ends and uh, Uzama and Conklin, you get Brees Hall back. Um, they got a lot of talent. They got they got some talent over there. I don't really think they need D Hop. Again, I already think they're overchilling with the guys they got. So D Hop would just be um, another, uh, just you know, uh, more fuel to the fire. But I mean, you can't have too many weapons. But I definitely don't think the Jets really need them though. For sure. They really, truly got a lot of weapons. And they want to develop those young guys. And D-Hop will take away from development because he's a baller and he's a ready-made player. So I definitely think um, a different team should pursue him. Maybe like the Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, who are both uh, in competition for D-Hop. D-Hop also made a tweet like yesterday with the little monkey emojis covering his face and his eyes. So obviously I feel like we'll have a deal soon. So maybe maybe when the weekend is over, or maybe he uh, signs somewhere. But again, uh, he said he's open to all 32 teams. I mean, obviously, he's not going back to the Cardinals. Uh, but, you know, he's open to all 32 teams. Again, if he wants to take less money, he can go play on a championship team and probably get 8 to $10 million with some incentives to get you to like maybe 12 or 13 if he wants to go to a middle of the pack team and they could give you 15, you know what I'm saying? You can get that Odell number that 15 or that 18, but nobody the Cardinals didn't the Cardinals didn't want to give you 19. So, like I said, I feel like he could find him a middle of the pack team that I wouldn't mind giving him uh, you know, maybe 13 to 15 to come be uh maybe a one or a two on their team. Like I said, man, my Titans definitely I think um should, should kick the tires on it. We need a we need a number one or a one B. Just depending on how Traylon Burks pans out, Tannehill is still the quarterback for the year if he's fully healthy. Uh, we got a new offensive coordinator, new quarterbacks coach, Derek Henry back. New old line defense will get, only take a step forward. Um, just getting healthier. We get but we get Harold Landry back healthy. Uh, we added uh, Arden Key. You know what I'm saying? We just paid Jeffrey Simmons, so happily paid Danico Archery another year in the system. I think we got some talent. Um, added some new linebackers. I think we definitely have a, a good enough team to where, man, we he should, man, you know, if we got the money to, I think we should explore it. But if not, you know, again, Bills, Chiefs, Dolphins, Lions. There's a couple of teams out there that could use his services that he would make better. Uh, the Patriots. So um, it's definitely a, a, a revolving door. We're going to wait and see. Maybe by next week sometime he'll be signed over the weekend. So hopefully by, hell, I'll be juiced if maybe when I come out here tomorrow he's signed. But if not, next Thursday, you know, hopefully he's signed so we can have a little bit to talk about and put an expectation on D-Hop and what we expect him to do for a team um, in an organization and a quarterback near you. You never know. It could be your team. Definitely.
I, again, I wouldn't mind it uh, being my team at all. For real, for real. So, yeah, kudos. Um, one more thing on NFL before we uh, get out of here. I want to talk about one more thing. And, uh, this is actually on a, on a lighter note. Some some good news. Um, defensive coordinator of the Rams, Raheem Morris, uh, saved a drowning three-year-old um, uh, at the uh, right near the beach. But, um, yeah, no, he gave all the credit to the uh, CPR and the eight and the CPR, AED, and first aid training for teaching proper protocol that helped him save a three-year-old. So, again, man, shout-out to Raheem Morris, uh, saving the kid's life, you know? Again, man, great people doing great things. All heroes don't wear capes. Remember that. Some of them wear blue sweaters with the uh, L.A. Rams sticker on it. But, uh, no, shout-out to that man for that. It's definitely... Um, an amazing feat, you know what I'm saying, to save a life. I even seen some things on Facebook today, man. Uh, OG I grew up with uh, in my high school days, man, just uh, saved a man's life. Again, sidebar, I ain't got nothing to do with sports. But, you know, it's always good to see people doing good things and, uh, you know, putting their lives on the line for other people, man, that truly don't even understand or appreciate what you just did. So, uh, again, shout out to Coach Morris on, uh, you know, being a hero, man. A small win is still a win. So, you, you take that. Um, and we're going to keep moving. It's going to be a, 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 a one a one in one episode. We're going to go straight through. You ain't even going to take a break or intermission. But we're not going to the NBA yet. We'll save that because I still want to talk about the uh, Eastern Conference Finals Game 7. That was a shock of all shocks. And then we'll talk about the finals as well. And Game 1 is tonight. We will get into that shortly. But I do want to talk college hoop. And not necessarily college hoop, but the draft in particular. And... A lot of players since the combine has happened, since the NBA combine, a lot of players have uh, re re con, uh, how, what do I want to say? Re- either returned to college, withdrawn, reclassified, and um, y'all know me. If y'all have been on this podcast and you've been here, you know how I feel. I always feel like, man, if you're a freshman. Hell, if you're even a sophomore and you're not about to be a top 15 pick, guarantee, you know what I'm saying? You might as well go back to school and work on your game, dog. Like, it's no point to be a top 50 player coming out of high school as a freshman. You know, and I want to put this scenario out there so y'all can really understand what's happening. You got a kid who comes out as a freshman out of high school I mean, he's senior out of high school, and he's a top 50 player in ESPN, which means he's one of the 50 best players in the country. Then he goes to college, you know? He's one of the 50 best players in the country. And you play. And rather you, you know, and even if you have a successful year, all, damn near all 50 of those dudes who are in that top 100, that top 50 with you, are going to go out as freshmen as well. So now you got 50 freshmen along with some juniors and seniors and sophomores in college as well who are coming out in the draft. It's only 30 teams in the, in the, it's only 30 teams in the NBA and it's only two rounds. So think about that. You a top 50 player coming out of high school. So you already feel like you you in NBA bound. It ain't 50 teams. It's only 30 in the league, dog. And it's going to be players that sophomores that's going to ball out, juniors that's going to ball out, seniors that's going to ball out. 
that's going to that's gonna get drafted in the back end of that first round because they're a little bit more seasoned. So all of a sudden, you got freshmen who went to the draft after averaging six points and seven rebounds and two assists, but because they was a top 10 recruit coming out of high school, they felt like they're NBA ready. And it's like, nah, bro, you, you need some work. Now you're undrafted, and now you in, uh, you know what I'm saying? You overseas playing in Lithuania or China or Russia or one of these places. And not because you wasn't talented enough, it's just because you didn't develop all the way. Because you jumped the gun because you can, because you're looking for that quick money. It's like, bro, do you want quick money or do you want longevity money? You know what I'm saying? Do you want money to last a lifetime? And the better you gain, the, be- the more you better your game and the more you can do for a team, the more chances you have of, of being successful and staying in the league longer. Um, look at the Martin Twins. He's been balling right now for, uh, for the Miami Heat. He was, and it's crazy because he was the weaker twin. Uh, the one that plays for the Hornets, Cody Martin, always get them confused. Obviously, they're twins. Uh, was higher was higher recruited at Nevada. Obviously, they was twins, so they were going to give them both scholarships, and that's why they did three years there, developed their games. One goes late first, the other one goes second round. You know, which is Caleb Martin, the one who's balling on the Heat. But again, you get you to a better situation. He didn't get drafted to the Heat. They both got drafted to the Hornets. Hornets kept one, let one go. The other one get picked up by the Heat. And the Heat, obviously, is one of the better teams at developing talent, i.e. Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, um, so on and so forth. A bunch of dudes that they've had in and out of that organization that they develop uh, that come in later rounds and things of that nature. Gabe Vincent is an undrafted cat that they got out there. Max Struess is another one. So, again, you find yourself in a good situation. But, again, there's there's about six or seven cats who've decommitted and reclassified back to college. And, again, I love it. Go develop your game. When you went to that combine and you was playing in them little combine games, you seen them talent. You see them cats coming from overseas. And I think kids forget about that, bro. You got them cats coming from overseas who have been playing professional ball for the last five years. So they're going to take some of them, them middle-round, first-round picks. I just believe you should develop your game and become a better player. That way when you get in the league, you know what you're doing and you're here to stay. Because it's a lot of guys who was top 100 players, top 50 players, top 10 players who left early. And now they playing overseas just because they just missed the opportunity because they was rushing to do something. Obviously, they getting money. So, you know, the goal is to make money. But if you want to make money in the NBA and be successful, it's enough, you got to, you feel me? You got to really work. You know what I'm saying? So, I, de- I, I, I definitely... Um, think it's a good look i don't mind it i am happy for those players that return especially zach Eadley out of purdue uh uh was the uh 2023 player of the year uh out of purdue the center i think he's a slender guy and i think he needs to pull a little bit more weight develop a little bit more of an inside game work on his post moves because right now he's just taller than everybody and that's kind of how it looks and i think he realized that and you know in the nba height ain't everything so you know you gotta you gotta have more so you go work on your game and develop you can make yourself a serviceable pro, bro. Serviceable pro. I am so, so happy for it. For real, for real. Um, again, if to me, if you ain't the top 10, 15 pick guaranteed as like a freshman, when you coming out, again, you a sophomore, you a junior, senior, you know, your cards is dealt. You've been developing, so you go and you play. But as a true freshman, I know they be scared of the competition. It's freshmen coming in every year. But it's like, bro, if you're a baller, you're a baller. 
Uh, and it happens. Duke does it all the time, bro. We bring in guys and they be our point guard for three and four years and be the starters over the over the guys who come in ranked higher, bro, because the better man's gonna play. We're trying to win national championships. So, you know, it's just one of those things. So I definitely think um that those dudes who left, they understand what it take what it takes to to uh really be a pro. And again, it's a lot of guys now who are two-year players and three-year players in college who are successful in the league, and you see that now. So it's like, hey, man, I don't got to be one and done. I don't got to be a superstar right out the gate. I can go somewhere where I can be in a better situation and be better used, and then I could develop properly instead of being forced into more of a role than I'm ready for. So though, though that's my take on the college hoop and the draft. Again, it's about seven players who didn't already um, withdrew their name from the NBA draft. And again, uh, it's not a bad thing. I think it's a it's a thing where you see, like, man, I am not trying to be out the league and or on a on a on a on a um, G League team. You feel me? In a year or two, and all of a sudden, I'm I'm out the I'm out the league because once you get on that G League team, it's hard to get back from it. Because again, we're drafting players every year. There's players coming in every year, so it's hard to to get off that G League team, bro. So you definitely want to make your choose wisely, make your decisions wisely. Um, be smart with your decision on going pro, bro, because obviously the NBA is the goal. But if you want to be there for a long time and not just say you played in the NBA, but to be able to say you play in the NBA, then you got to work on the game and you got to be able to bring something to the table because, bro, everybody can hoop, bro. Everybody's a baller. So you got to be able to do more than just be a hooper and be a baller. You know what I'm saying? You got to bring something to the table because there's a million hoopers and ballers. And there's ballers in China in Germany and Russia, and they're not in the league because of just the situationally how they played it. So, again, man, the the, the young catches is, is 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 getting smarter. I think it's um, I think it's smart. This is my personal opinion. I think it's better for him, bro. Develop your game and become a better better pro. So all he's doing is bettering you, bro, for the for the NBA. So, I definitely like that. I I, I like what they did there. Now we to the NBA. And before we get to the playoffs, before we get to the finals, before we get to the to the that, we gotta we gotta run we gotta run through the list of other things. First thing we'll start with is the New York Knicks. They parted ways with their GM, Scott Perry. He'll move on uh when his contract is up this summer. Uh obviously they didn't land Donovan Mitchell. I think that hurt them. That's a big part of it. But Julius Randle giving him the extension. And seeing how he's playing looks good. Looks bad on his part um, as well. Uh, again, the Jalen Brunson thing looks good. He balled out, but at the same time, you know, he still lost to a, a AFC. You know what I'm saying? You should have been playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. So um, you know, you just move, you just got to part ways, man, and, and move in a new direction. Obviously, but the GM is the problem with the Knicks. The problem with the Knicks is the guy who owns the whole team. So until they fix that problem. They're going to always have this problem. Um, we also had two of the coaches, two coaching uh, vacancies be filled. First one we'll start with is Nick Nurse. He saw, he agreed to a deal to be the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and it was out of them or the Suns. And I truly believe this is a better choice than the Suns. I think they have better talent around. Obviously, the James Harden thing. Is Maney, but again, bro, you got Joel Embiid, and he has history of playing with uh, skill big. Pascal Siakam is a, is a is a four all day. He plays a little bit of three. He's a three four four three, uh, but he's a very skilled big. Can play uh, on and off the ball, so I think he'll work well with Embiid. 
and uh, Nick Nurse also has some history with Daryl Morey as well. They uh, were in the coaching ranks together and helped. He gave uh, Nick Nurse one of his earlier jobs when he was an assistant coming into the game. So they do have some uh, history together. So that also helps out. But again, I think this is a good look. You get somebody who's good with working with bigs, is a champion on the highest level, um, is a G League champion and an NBA champion. So I think this is a good look. This helps them out. Again, obviously, what do you do with James Harden? Um, is it a signing trade? Does he walk? Um, do you guys give him a super max or a max, whatever it is for him? Uh, they, he got, he's going to walk into some, to some, to some things he's going to have to work out. Um, but again, he's uh he's he's got Joel Embiid. I think that's a good start. So again, Nick Nurse to the Philadelphia 76ers as their new head coach. Um, again, I like Nick Nurse. He's a champion. You can't knock a champion at all. Um, another head coach that signed the Milwaukee Bucks signed them a coach as well. Adrian Griffin, um, the Toronto uh, Raptors assistant coach, so a, a product of Nick Nurse, a championship coach with championship experience, is uh, the head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. And Giannis actually um, kind of, I'm not going to say told them to sign him, but liked what Adrian Griffin said to him because they had Giannis in the building helping look for the next head coach, as you should. You have your MVP, your two finals MVP, two-time MVP. You want him to be comfortable with whoever the head coach is because the system's going to be around him. So, again, him picking uh, Mr. Griffin to help out, which is dope. And he's a black guy, so another black head coach in the league as well. Um, he's the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, Adrian Griffin. He was the head assistant coach of the Toronto Raptor um, since Nick Nurse has been there for the last, what, four or five seasons. So, shout out to him as well. And um, last but not least, I felt like he initially turned this down. I got to go back and check it. But again, man, money talk. And this deal they gave him was Manny. And Monty Williams agrees to a six-year, $72 million deal that could earn him up to $100 million. If it works out, bro. If it, if it, and that's in his incentive. So obviously wins, playoffs, maybe some of these guys make some all-in-bear all-stars in bear all stars in the next couple of years. And I'm pretty sure it's incentive. Player. And again, this is the largest deal in NBA history. And this is the longest deal for a head coach in NBA history. And I've always thought Monty Williams should have took over a young team. I thought when they traded to get Kevin Durant, that threw away what he built over there with that team that he took to the finals. Um... But I thought he should have got a young team. I think when he was in New Orleans, when he first had the New Orleans teams, he was developing them well. And then the situation with his wife happened and he had to step away from the game. That set him back. But I thought he always should have coached a younger team. This is perfect. Um, again, Kay Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, you got your two guards in your backcourt already um, to hand, that both can handle the ball, both play on the ball, off the ball. Uh Jaden Dur Jaden Durant, who played really well, the rookie out of Memphis, played really really well this year for them. Um, again, they got uh, Isaiah Stewart, uh, uh, Killian Hayes. They got a bunch of young guys over there. Again, this man gets a six year deal, so he gets time to get this roster right. So again, these first two years, normally when you a coach in the NBA, the first every year matters, but when you give a coach a six year deal, he gonna get two Mulligan years. He gonna get the two he get this first year to find out. Who can play in the system that he wants and who can't? The second year will consist of the end that your first full offseason, 
getting to bring in more players. And then that second year will be, okay, bam, now you have your players, you have your team, you got everybody in you want. Now let's build the third year will be that first year where they're like, okay, this is the year we expect to be a good team. And then, again, by the time that fourth and fifth year come, he should be getting ready to get another deal done because this team should be a playoff team. That's the goal. That's why you give a guy a deal like this. And, again, he's a very good coach. I think he's going to be better suited coaching with youngsters who can buy in and listen. And, again, he has finals experience now, so this room this room will definitely listen to him. I think this is a great pickup for the Detroit Pistons. I think they are going to be uh, a team to look out for in the future uh, as far as in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I ain't going to say sooner rather than later, but in the future, I can see the Detroit Pistons again, maybe in the next two to three seasons. They're going to be a much more competitive team under Monty Williams, but they will be a better team for sure in the future under Monty Williams. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful um, choice for sure, for sure. And again, with incentives, this man could get up to nine figures. So they understand what the task is at hand and they know like, hey, if you're able to do these things, we will make sure we pay you correctly because what we asking you to do and what you're about to have to do is going to be a hard work. The Pistons ain't been good since uh, Chauncey Billups and Ben Wallace and Tayshaun Prince and them. Uh, so again, he's got a lot of work cut out for him. But again, they got some young, talented players that he can definitely work with. Uh, and I think that they're going to have a chance to uh, make some noise, you know what I'm saying, and be a competitive team. I'm in the future. In the next, like I said, two to three seasons, we should see the Detroit Pistons as one of those teams on the rise. They also got a top pick in this year's draft. You get you another player to add to it, or you trade to get you somebody else, you know, and you, and you see how this thing works out. But again, Monty Williams, six-year, $72 million deal to be the next head coach of the Detroit Pistons. Congratulations, Monty Williams. And to one coach getting a job, to one coach whose job is safe. Brad Stevenson just spoke out today, about an hour ago. He had an interview um, before I got on here. Uh, yeah, about an hour ago. And the first thing he confirmed was Joe Mazzulla will be back as the uh, as the head coach of the Boston Celtics next season. And I 110% agree with that statement. I don't think he should have been fired. I felt there was a chance he could have been fired because, again, the players. It's not that the players didn't want him. It's just that they didn't want Adoka to be, a fire, be fired for what happened. And obviously he has sex with one of the workers on the staff. And in, in the NBA, that's fine. You can do it in the NBA. They don't mind you fraternizing. That's fine. But some teams can individually have their own rules that they that they set in guidelines. And that was one of the rules in Boston is that you don't mix business with pleasure. That's a Boston thing. That's something they have in their contracts. There's some other teams that do that same team. And there's some other teams that don't care. So, again, that's a personal thing. So that's why... Tatum and those guys felt like, man, hey, man, sweep it under the rug. Maybe you suspend him for a couple of games, but you don't fire this man. And um, they fired him. And again, bro, Joe Mazzulla got this job seven days before training camp started. So he was not prepared to be a head coach and to be able to get to the Western Conference Finals and not only get to it, come back from a 3-0 deficit and almost win it um, is definitely a feat. And I think he just needs more time. Again, brother, the guy's 34 years old. It's players on the team older than him. Al Horford is older than him. There's players on the Heat team older than him. Kevin Love is older than him. This guy is extremely young. He was not ready for the situation. And um, I was talking to one of my friends, and uh, I was telling him that I thought if they were, if they were going to go in another direction, I don't think they should have fired him. If they were going to bring in another coach, I felt like they move him to the bench and let him be the lead assistant and you bring in a coach. 
and you let him still learn because he showed that he was able to still get some things done with this team. So I do like that they're going to give him a chance now. He knows it's his team. The team knows him. Um, and he knows what he needs to do to be a better player. I mean, not player, but a better coach um, when this season comes up because the expectations don't change. Obviously, you got uh, the Jalen Brown situation and what's potentially where is he going to do? Do you keep him? Do he go? Um, that's neither here nor there. But I do know that they um, they kept him and they should have. And I think this is a, a good look for them. And he'll be much better heading into next season for sure, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Missoula will remain uh, the head coach. Brad Stevens that came out earlier in and, 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 and put his stamp of approval saying he will definitely be the coach for next season. And, again, I do think he deserves a chance at that. What they do with Jalen Brown um, is up to them. Again, this team has made it to a finals together, so I truly believe this team can win a championship. Um, I just think that, again, I think the coaching situation threw it off. And Doka got in there as a first-year head coach. So I think he was pointing in the right direction. And, again, we thought they were going to get there again. Everybody thought they was going to win that game seven after the crazy rally they did. Obviously, they fell super-duper short. Um, but Missoula showed that he could coach in this league and that he's got the potential to be a great coach. You just got to groom him right. And, again, Brad Stevenson was a big-time coach for the Celtics as well. I think he'll have a hand in helping him and making sure he's comfortable going into season two um, as the Celtics head coach. And I think all the players will buy in. And uh, it'll only make them better. And again, what they do with Jalen Brown will set the tone for next season. And obviously, the Celtics don't want to be planning for the offseason. They would love to be planning for tonight's game in the finals. But they fell whew, to a terrible, terrible beating in Boston. But again, Boston had the worst home record in the playoffs all season. So as much as I was picking Boston to win that game, I felt like they should have. I'm not surprised they went out and lost on their home court because they've been losing on their home court all playoffs. But, um, again, they got their work cut out for them. They got to figure out what they're going to do with Jalen Brown, um, what they want to do with OG Al Horford as well. Those are some guys that are uh, have deals that are ending. Other than that, they're going to bring back most of their guys. So, and Tatum and Brown are both open for max extensions. The thing with that is, if they give Tatum a Supermax and Brown a Supermax, that's a potential $600 million tied up in between two players. But again, they've been to the finals and been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals five of the last seven seasons. So as much as we feel like they don't need to be together and people want to separate them, it's like, bro, they showed they can win. They showed they can win together. They showed they can get to the finals. They may have just met a better team in the Warriors. Um, and in this series, they were just outcoached. And that's what happens when you got a young coach. Um, sometimes you can be outcoached. But, um, again, the Celtics are in good hands. Brad Stevens and the Celtics organization is a well-rounded organization. So they straight. And uh, they'll be they'll bounce back next year and still be a top three team and probably be somewhere around this area again um, competing for a championship. So, uh, for sure. But we at the finals now, y'all. Jimmy Butler was Eastern Conference Finals player. Uh, of the finals, Eastern Conference Finals player of the game series. I'm averaging 24 points a game. Nikola Jokic was the Western Conference player of the series. Styles, this this is going to be good. Um, obviously, I, I'm going to say Denver going to win the series, but we've been picking against Miami all, all playoffs, so I ain't going to switch up now. Only series I thought they could win was the net, uh, series against uh, the Knicks. I felt like they were going to beat the Knicks. Every other series, though, 
I have predicted them to lose, and they have proved me wrong. But I'm still going to pick against them because, again, bro, this is a different animal they're running up against. Nikola Jokic is playing at an MVP level like he has been playing at. But now he's got Jamal Murray there playing at his uh, all-star, all-NBA caliber level, averaging damn near 30 a game. I told you he had an eight-point jump from points per game from the regular season this year to the playoffs, which is the most in NBA history, eight points. So, man, oh, man, this is going to be fun. Um, But I think X-Factor is, man, just the X-Factor is, is is the role players. Is the, is the role players, bro. It's all the role players. It's Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Kyle Lowry up against Caldwell Pope, Michael Porter, and uh and Aaron Gordon. Like it's gonna be the battle of the role players. Who can help out the most? You know what I'm saying? Duncan Robinson and um and guys like that. Who can help out the most? So I do think this is gonna be six games. I think Denver can win it in six. Maybe even, I don't want to say five, but they've been getting everybody done in five, really. I think, yeah, and the the, the, the Nuggets, I mean, not the Nuggets, but the Suns got six. So I definitely think this is a five-word, six-game series. Again, the Heat proved me wrong every time. But, hey, man, I'm I'm not going to jump and be a, again, I, I like the Heat. Ain't nothing wrong with him. I like Jimmy Butler. I think Spolcher's one of the best coaches in the league still, and he's showing it right now. And he's got another chance to prove it right here on the biggest stage of them all. And um, experience is everything. And he's been in a lot of finals games, y'all. He's been with Pat Riley since he got here. So he's been here for all the finals runs. For the D-Wade and Shaq. For when they lost with Bron and them. For when they won. For when they lost. So he's been here through all of this experience with Pat Riley um, and I think he was even in L.A. with Pat Riley, you feel me, as a young, young cat. So this guy's got a lot of experience in these moments. And I think that's what we aren't paying attention to. But again, the X factors for this game are the role players. But the one matchup I want to see that could change the shape of the game is will Jimmy Butler guard Jamal Murray? That is what I want to know because... If Jimmy Butler can guard Jamal Murray and make it hard on him, and he's not averaging 27, he's averaging 22 for these playoffs, then maybe you got something. But I, I, I doubt if if Jimmy guards him all the time, and it because he's gonna Jimmy Butler's gonna have to score a lot of points. You know, he's gonna have to, you know, he's gonna have to be the baller for this team. But uh. I ain't putting nothing past Hemi Butler, bro. He's 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 proven us all wrong for the last few years. But again, man, this Nuggets team looks like a team of destiny. They look like a true number one seed, and um, they've played like it all playoffs. And again, from 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 the first series to the last one in the Western Conference Finals, they have dominated their opponents. And man, what makes me feel like they can't? I have no clue. I feel like they can go out and do it again and get this done in five or six. And uh, this is going to be their first. This is their first finals appearance. And this could be their first time winning one. Obviously, this is the Heat's, what, seventh finals appearance? Eighth? Something crazy like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It, it makes for a good game. 530 today. I don't know where y'all going to be at. On ABC, your boy will be tuned 
all the way in. Uh, Gabe Vincent will play. Tyler Hero is out. He's hoping to come back by game three, he says. So that first game in Miami, he would love to be back. That would help them out a lot if they can get Tyler Hero as well. But, I mean, hey, man, they come this far without him. So, hey, I think they'll be straight whether he come back or he not. He can only help. He won't hurt him. So um, that's definitely going to be – it's going to be interesting finals. Like I said, I, I, now I'm picking the Nuggets – in in five or six, man, and, and they get it done, and they get their first level finals, man, and, and Joker will be finals MVP, averaging a triple-double. And it's going to be crazy. He already got eight triple-doubles this postseason, which is the record, so he's going to continue to add to that. He'll get another at least two in this in this series, so you know you're going to say he's going to get up to at least ten. And, man, he goes out there and dominates, and they can get it done. I'm I'm excited, man. I am excited to see what the Heat what the Heat do. How who they put on your on the Joker? Does Bam go out and get him? Do they play uh Kevin Love on him more? Do Kevin Love get a chance? Does the Zeller does Zeller get any action on it? Um, I, I will see. Do they let OG Udonis have him get in and throw some elbows at his back or something? Um, we don't know. We truly, truly do not know. Uh, but but I'm definitely excited to see what happens. Again, man, we we this we waited for. We get we wait for the playoffs all NBA season to get to this moment to see what two teams are gonna battle it out to see who's the best of the best for the season. And we couldn't have two entirely different teams on two different ends of the spectrum, dog. We literally got the number one seed with the best record. And we got the AFC, who was technically a 10 seed in the play-in. I'm talking total opposite ends of the spectrum. Linking up tonight at 5:30 to battle it out, man, for the for the for the for the trophy of all trophies. For the for that for the Davy O'Brien. Man. Who y'all got, man? Let me know who y'all got out there. I want to know who y'all got before the game start. You know what I'm saying? I don't need no last-minute dudes. If the Heat pull it out, it's like, man, I knew it, man. I was picking the Heat all playoffs. Like, no, you wasn't. No, you wasn't. Nobody was. And they just continue to, you know, kick the narrative. Let y'all know. Hey, man, we got some dogs out here. And we go as we go as far and as hard as our leader go. And Jimmy Butler is the leader in the in the lead dog and the big dog, and he go hard every night. So the players around him ain't got no choice but to play hard. And that's always one of my things. Like if your best player is going to be your hardest worker, you are going to have a great football team because they will hold everybody accountable. Because a lot of the best players they take it off. You get a little lazy, but he's the best player and he's the hardest worker. You don't get so many guys like that, and that's why they're here. And that's why they at this chance, and that's why they're four games away from being NBA champions. So uh, I'll be tuned in tonight. I don't know where y'all going to be at watching the game, but I will be at my, my humble home watching it. Y'all know how I do it, man. And uh, stay tuned. Tomorrow we'll be on live and direct in this thing, talking about game one, giving our, our thoughts. You know, I'll probably have a guest or two on. Um, I had some people reach out and say they enjoyed the roundtable talk. They liked the open discussion. So I definitely will be adding more to that. Uh, I'll be sharp. You know, you know, man. I'm always listening to my folkers, man. Always listen to to my people, to the supporters, man. They always uh, they always looking out. I'm trying not to call y'all fans. That should sound corny to me. So 
when I say it, it's an apology. But to my supporters, to the listeners, to the viewers, to my sports lovers like myself, thank you. Thank you for reaching out and tapping in and giving your your opinions, your advice. You feel me? Even when y'all disagree with me, I like that. That's what makes it cool. Like, you know, everybody's not going to agree on everything. That's life. So, again, thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning into this episode. Y'all already know, man. Y'all know what it is. Love, peace, and hair grease. Love, live, life, and Tupac. Tell your friend, tell your neighbor, tell your enemy. Tell them about the podcast. We on Spotify. Everybody got Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and look your boy up and lock me in, man. Bring in the wood. Tell somebody about me, man. I'm trying to run it up. Hey, y'all already know, man. It's the Bring in the Wood podcast. It's your boy, D. Wood. And y'all know what I do when I get on this mic. I just brought the wood. Y'all enjoy y'all day. Peace.